We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three o'clock hour here. Hockman and Crowder. We're at Twin Peaks in Davie. Conference championship games this Sunday. Grab your favorite bar stool. Order another 29-degree draft and watch the conference championships right here at Twin Peaks, any Twin Peaks location in South Florida. We have a lot to get to this uh, this afternoon. I was a little surprised by Aronde's uh, generous B-minus to Mike McDaniel. I thought that that was going to be a much harsher grade. Yes. And he's kind of right, too. Mike McDaniel and two, I guess, will be attached at the hip and... Uh, Whatever you think one did, they're, they're just, they, they kind of work in unison. And Mike McDaniel took this job because of knowing he too was his guy. And that's the thing. We, I was just arguing with somebody. They heard the five, the 2020 draft, and I had Tua over Herbert and Love. And my man had a problem with that because he was like, Love just won a playoff game. Right. Herbert's been consistently healthy all the time. So he's arguing about me having two or three, but – I. Burrow and Hurt have both won the Super Bowls. Hands down, Hawk, I got them over. You, have, you get to a Super Bowl. Uh, you've won your conference. Like you, you've done it. But love Herbert Tua. We redraft him right now. I'm taking Tua over Herbert and love. I'm, I, that's, that's my opinion. I, I think I would as well, although. I'm, and my man's still mad. <laughs> Did he bring out his charts He's and his still numbers? still mad. I'm just telling but I, you. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I was very impressed with Jordan Love. During this, and certainly at the end of the season and the uh, the last couple of weeks, um, but man, I, people have a short memory when it comes to Tua. You know, you think, and again, I understand what Arande was saying was you've got to you've got to will your team to victory. Yes, you've got to get a first down when, like, at some point you have to be elite at least in a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I thought it was interesting though when David Fiorones tweeted that out was you understand like it's not just Tua who wants that extension. His representation, like his agent, if I'm Tua and I got a guy and his income is based off my income, but I chose him and you're the guy who's going to represent me, wait a second, I'm going into my fifth season. Joe Burrow got his money. Yep. Justin Herbert got his money. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts Killed him. got his money. Did Jordan Love get his money? No, but Jordan was sitting out because right. he was sitting behind Aaron and all that. Right. So I don't think Jordan deserves his money yet, but the same argument made for Tua because he was going in and out with Ryan Fitzpatrick his first couple of years with Brian Flores. But it's been his team the last couple of seasons. And that's the thing. And if Mike McDaniel, to your point and what OG said, Hawk, if Mike McDaniel's attached to Tua, who <laughs> it's so funny we're in the playoffs now and you, 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 you diminish what they did regular season, Tua had more passing yards than everyone we're going to speak about in this conversation. <laughs> Him and Mike McDaniel. That offense. It's a 305. Dolly. 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 God bless Dolly. Dolly. Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. And Josh Allen, enjoy Cancun, you bum. <laughs> wow. Guys, thanks. Hey, man, don't do that. Guys, thanks. Josh balled yesterday. 
Solana says Love signed a one-year max extension for next season. So what does he get next season? Do you know? Yeah, he gets uh, $10 million base salary, um, and uh, basically he makes around $10 million next year. Well, two will make like $23 million yeah. next year. Burrow and Hurt wouldn't get out to bed for $10 million. But I, I would, like if I'm Tua, I'm kind of looking at my agent side-eyed mm-hmm. going, wait a second, because you know what happened. I mean, you played the game. There's other agents that are calling yep. going, if you were with me, you'd have gotten that extension already. Yep. So that that's where, huh. you know, people talk about, oh, maybe Tua's a nice guy and he enjoys Mike McDaniel. Even if two was a nice guy, I guarantee—I don't know who his agent is. I guarantee you, the agent is a killer, <laughs> because you're—you're you're not an NFL agent if you're not a killer. Joe Burrow has a quarter billion dollars mm. coming his way. Jalen Hurd has a quarter billion dollars coming his way. Herbert, same thing, two hundred plus million dollars. And I'm two sitting here, really on a lame duck deal. And franchise that led the league, million. just led the league in passing. And I'm—I was healthy. Right, and and the big knock on me was, hey, can he stay healthy? Hey, I started 17 games. Mm-hmm. And led the league in passing. And you still can't get me my money? I just, I would see, I would see Tua being upset if they don't do something with him. Now the question is, would I give Tua that five-year or plus deal with what's going on? That's the conversation that Chris Green and the Dolphins have to have, Hawk. Because I don't know if I'm giving Tua a six, seven-year deal. By the way, that Jordan Love extension, it was actually a one-year max $22.5 million extension, um, which preceded the fifth-year option, which is what Tua would play on next season if there is no uh, contract agreed upon. Oh, so upon. Tua got extension as well then. He, right. The Dolphins that, picked up his, his fifth so, year. So I got gotcha. you. Okay. But, but Jordan Love, so he got 13.5 fully guaranteed at signing, which is why he's only making 10.5 next year in terms right. of his base salary. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. But but By I mean, way, Tua, I need, I Tua need... was a top five pick, right? Like Jordan Love, correct? Wasn't. That's, that's was the, the difference. Correct. No, there's a big difference. That's what I'm saying. Like if I'm Tua and my agent, and 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 I'm having lunch with them, I'm going, well, wait a second. Like you said, be a good soldier this season. Like now, maybe something is in the works. Like maybe you'll hear something in the next few weeks. But I'm again, I'm saying to you, like like there's a lot at play here. It's not just Tua. There's an agent who probably has. Uh, a lot on the line, not just monetarily, but reputation-wise, if he can't get this guy paid. Let's talk about them three, because if our name was Channing Tongavailoa and I was Tua's brother or family member, you're not in the Jordan Love conversation. You're in the Herbert Burrow and uh, and Hurt conversations with what you did this season with the numbers you had. Don't tell me about a fifth-year option of rookie deal. I want to get the quarter billion dollars that those other top quarterbacks have. If I would – like, if – Tua asked me about it. Bro, don't compare yourself to Jordan Love. Jordan Love had about three, four good games at the end of the season, did win a playoff game, and then just got whooped by the 49ers. Tua, if you look at the numbers and look at everything, Tua should not be in the Love category. Tua should be in the Herbert and Burrow category. My gut is telling me he's going to get the extension with the Dolphins. I, I don't see how they don't. That's, that, I, I that's just, my gut. Like, but, I can't like, figure out the path that they would be choosing if they don't. But Hawk. Mayor, Michael Penix. You want to go that way? If y'all don't like Tua, do you want to go Michael Penix direction or Drake May direction? That's what you're choosing. No, I mean, you're, you're choosing that he proves it to you next season, I think, if you're the Dolphins. You're choosing that he hopes he'll bet on himself like Christian Wilkins did this year, and it ended up working out for Christian Wilkins. Part of it is luck, right? Like, he didn't 
have a season-ending injury that would cost him millions. But, man, I don't know. I, I'm watching those playoff games this weekend, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, truly, and I know you guys pin me as a two-hater, but I'm thinking, he's going to be able to beat Mahomes in a playoff game? Is he ever going to be able to beat Lamar Jackson in a playoff game? Josh Allen on the road in a playoff game? I don't know. I, I don't know if he will. And I believe that's the way the front office feels as well, because if not, they would have already given him that extension. That I don't disagree with. They could have given it to him easily heading into this season. But I do think they wanted to see his durability. Yeah. Because he had such that concussion narrative last season. That kind of has gone out the window. I mean, obviously, the first time you get injured, it's going to be back. And I don't think many quarterbacks go season after season without being injured. So it's going to happen again. But But I just don't understand the path that you'd be taking if you say – who was not our guy, which is what you'd be saying, essentially. Like, we, Rookie, we're, you got to go young. Right. We're happy to rent him for another year, but he's not our guy. And I'm, I'm just kind of at the point where, like, man, what more do you need to see about this guy to, to, to know that he's your guy? It's exactly what Solana just said. And, it's, and I'm agreeing with you, Solana, but I'm just putting context behind it. You just brought up Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, who are generational talents. They are special football players. Can you say Tua can't beat Jared Goff? Like, go to the other conference. Right. Tua can't play with Jared Goff. And, I lo- and I've been praising Jared Goff all year. He had an amazing season. Tua can play right with Jared Goff. Brock Purdy, you put Tua on that 49er offense with those weapons, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Ayuk, and all those. I think Tua can do the exact thing Brock Purdy does. Is Tua going to be outclassed by really two guys that are MVP candidates every single year and Patrick Mahomes, who I believe is going to supersede Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback ever? No, Tua can't play with the best football player in the history of the game, but he is still a top guy. If you put Tua in NFC right now, I can't say Brock and Jared are better than Tua. I'm with you, by the way. And like I said, I think they end up paying him. I really do. But I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the reality, which is if your expectations are to just win a playoff game, then I think you feel comfortable with Tua because I think at some point he'll get over that hurdle, especially if the Dolphins can host a playoff game. But if your expectations are, hey, at some point we're going to have to beat Lamar Jackson, we're going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes, we're going to have to beat Joe Burrow, we're going to have to beat um, uh, Josh Allen, like at least two of those in three games to get to the Super Bowl, Man, like I, I came away from this weekend, literally in my mind, saying there, he, he, he can't do the things that those guys can do. He just can't. So, Hawk, you're asking the path? Well, it's to avoid, you know, three, four seasons from now looking back and saying we, we tied ourselves up to somebody who probably wasn't going to win us a Super Bowl. Yeah, but, man, what is the option? Like, it's like, okay, let's roll the dice on – and then all of a sudden, you're 7 and 10. It'll have to be a puppy. The answer would be you trade Tua, you get some mid team back, and you get one of the, your top three or four quarterback in the draft. I don't think that would happen. I don't, I don't think that would because you, you're not going to get the results that you want on that year one. Well, now you're not. three years in to Mike McDaniel, but you're starting over. So it would have to, the only, if they don't extend them, the only thing that they, in my opinion, would be looking at is a trade for a veteran. Maybe a, a Justin Fields or a Russell Wilson or whomever. 
You like Fields? Not better than Tua. That's that would be I, the listen, question. Tua I think, my they, guy. I, I like I like Tua. It would be Fields because Russell's old. I'd love to have someone who can run. Don't get me wrong. And what could what could what could Mike McDaniel do with an athlete like Justin Fields? Right, but is Justin Fields as accurate as no. Tua? Nope. No. And can he run this particular offense as well as Tua? I'm not certain, but he gives you the running element. Yeah. But you could run a different offense with him. Right. And does right. he need to be – I'm not even campaigning for Fields. I don't think that's the answer. But I'm just saying, like, you have a quarterback who can do one thing really well, play one style of offense really well, and uh, what if you had another guy and you're able to run a different offense? That doesn't need to be – as precise as Tua because you have elite weapons and because he's able to get out of the pocket and be mobile. Man, that play yesterday where Mahomes fakes the flip and he runs around the linebacker or the, the DB, like th- those are, are, are winning plays in moments where you needed something. Mahomes completed 17 passes yesterday. That's it. But I really believe that Tua was told before the season – you are not to run unless it is the most final of options. Yep. And then once you're running, wherever you think you should slide, slide three yards earlier. <laughs> like, I really believe that he was told going into this season, and not just by the Dolphins, probably by his agent. Yeah. You want to make hundreds of millions of dollars? Here's what you need to do. You need to go take jujitsu, <laughs> and this is what happens on the – I really do believe – that he had the brakes put on him this season. And I, I think because he went through a season uninjured, I think he'll have a little more leeway to be a little more mobile and kind of improv a little bit more as as seasons progress now. And look at the offenses. Look at this tree. The Kyle Shanahan really started, or hell, his daddy started, really that tree of quarterbacks. Think about it. 49ers. Brock Purdy's not an athlete. He, he's not a – he's not – Lamar Jackson, he's right. not uh, Jerry, uh, Josh Allen. Then you want to go to the Rams. They got rid of Matt Stafford to bring in uh, golf or golf to bring in Stafford. Like, right. they don't need that. So the same tree that they came from, Solana, like, if you look at McDaniel and his buddies that he grew up under, they don't need a damn Cam Newton. They don't want a Justin Fields. They want that sit-in-the-pocket guy that can hit that, that, that poof, that it, call it a bang eight, the little quick slants off of the play action real fast. Get the ball out real quick. 2.3 seconds. Get to, to the next the, play. To have led the league in release points. Like, I think they picked the guys they want. And I don't know if McDaniel's offense, if he could, to your, and I understand what you're saying, could McDaniel change his offense enough for a Justin Fields? I would have to see it to believe it. I'm not campaigning again for Justin Fields. I'm just telling you, I think they built the offense around Tua's strengths, and his limitations are as evident as any quarterback I've ever watched. And I agree with you, Hawk. They told him, hey, don't take a hit. Be smart. Go down. Like imposed for, limitations. For sure. But he, I'm, not say, I'm not saying that he's a scrambler. But, but. But, but by saying that, to me, what I'm extrapolating is next year you expect him to be more mobile. You expect him to lay his body on the line a bit more. And while I agree with you, I don't think he's capable of doing the things that we saw quarterbacks do all weekend. I, ju- I just don't. And can he get out of the pocket a bit more? We saw it at Alabama. Can he lose a bit more, uh, a bit more pounds? Uh, less muscle, and be more mobile? Sure. But can he make the plays that we saw Lamar make running into the end zone? 
Josh Allen make on third and one, fourth and one? Can he make the play Mahomes did yesterday? Even Jordan Love. Again, I, I don't think so. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't Never think he can. Never in his life. I think he can. Hawk. I think he can. You think Tua he's can go built for like 40? A brick bleep house. No, yeah, I no, he's I not think fast, he, though, Correct, but I do think that if you're in the red zone and you need to get into the end zone by any means necessary, I think he can do that. I think he was told specifically, do not do that. I would bet. And I'm with you too. Stay healthy. The number one goal was not league league in passing, not league league in passing. It was to play 17 games. I yep. think someone told him that, Hawk. I think Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen's mom could be Tua's mom in a race today. I think their fathers could be Tua's father in a race today. I don't think Tua's physically capable. Could I be Tua in a race today? <laughs> Plus 110. Hey, even the <laughs> fact that you had to think about it I uh, just thrills me. I, I, uh, and you're correct. I think that he was, like you're saying, not told but pushed not to, not to put himself in danger. But I don't think he's built like those. Even Jordan Love, physically, he's not capable of doing what those guys do, even though he's more accurate and a better passer and a better decision maker than a lot of those guys. Hawk, did you see when Lamar Jackson decides to tuck that ball, Hawk? But he's never going to be Lamar Jackson. He's not going to be your league MVP. He's never going to be Josh Allen. You know what? We he's did talk about him. He's never going to be Josh Allen either. Okay, but that might not be a bad thing because Josh Allen can't win a big game. <laughs> guy stinks. <laughs> guy stinks. <laughs> he needs to stay in the pocket and do what he does, somebody, and uh, that's what two is going to Somebody texts in, Hawk, are you getting a cut from his agent? Let's start that movement. Let me get a little piece of the Tua action. What percentage you want? Let's start that up. 0.05%. I'd be say. thrilled. Let's get a, a quick look at headlines here for the 3 o'clock hour. We had a long conversation. Let's get a quick look at headlines with Solana. Re- really quickly, Josh Allen, his only playoff wins, he has five playoff wins, came against 40-year-old Phillip Rivers, Tyler Huntley against the Ravens, who was a rookie. Pro bowler. Mac Jones, who was a rookie. Guys, thanks. Skylar Thompson last year. Seventh-round rookie. And Mason Rudolph last week. Guy stinks. <laughs> Mason Rudolph versus Josh Allen was the stink bowl. <laughs> Both those guys stink. They stink. Guy stinks. Your headlines are driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. Uh, we know trucks. Heat are on a three-game losing skid. They got blown out by the Orlando Magic in Orlando yesterday. A lot of chatter surrounding Kyle Lowry, a possible move by the end of this week. Um, Obviously, the trade deadline is coming up February 8th. There's also a lot of chatter about Miami's trio. Tyler, Jimmy, Bam, they're below 500, 31 and 32 overall when those three suit up for the Heat going back to last season. Who's the missing piece, though, Solana? Who's the missing piece when things have gone south here? Jaime Jaquez Jr. Jaime Jaquez Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No joke. He can play now. Yeah. No, you see, they, they are missing him in a big way. But when you get your big three back, or I get, we can't call them a big three, right, if they're below 500 over a year and a half. We just can't. But if you get your big trio back, your starting trio that you've built your franchise around, and – you keep going back to, we're missing a rookie. That's why things aren't great. There's probably a, a larger issue at play. Well, I mean, listen. I'll tell you, I was going to save this for 15 minutes of heat, but I'll give you just a little sneak preview here. 
Ira Winderman had a question in the Ask Ira column today in the Sun Sentinel. Do you think this most recent stretch of games motivates the Heat to make an aggressive trade to avoid wasting a year of Jimmy Butler's career? And here's part of it, Solana. This is what Ira says. First, I think the Heat are always motivated to upgrade. But if you're asking about desperation, then the answer would be no. The bottom line is the Heat were pretty crappy on offense last season, had a similar record at this stage a year ago, and then they went to the NBA Finals. And Ira says, I know, Giannis was injured in the first round. The Knicks weren't fully healthy in the second round. Jason Tatum was hurt early in Game 7 of the East Finals for Boston. But the Heat still went from something that looked very similar to this and made the NBA Finals. That said, and this is kind of what Solana was just talking about, though. That said, Ira says, I do believe that also is kind of a curse perhaps lulling the Heat into believing they again can catch lightning in a bottle. So to me, the truer measuring sticks will be the games Thursday against the Celtics at home. By the way, tomorrow we're going to give away tickets every single hour for Heat Celtics. And then Saturday at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. If the Heat can't be convinced to bring their A game to those matchups, then your concerns could stand well-founded. But if the Heat do step up in those two then you can exhale a little bit. There's this problem where you go, okay, there's a, like Solana says, there's a problem with your trio if they're not able to do anything when they're out on the court together. But it is similar to last season, and they went to the NBA Finals. Now, again, maybe the Heat get, I mean, it happened with that 41-win season where you mm-hmm. get fooled by it, but there is a track record of those three going to the NBA Finals. So I, I don't know. You know, it's a lot. There's, there's some similarities to the Tua thing, which is you've got to decide well in advance of when it's going to happen if something might not happen. And you run, you'll never know because if you break it up or add something to it, you'll never know what the result was. We do know what the result was last season, though, which was they went to the NBA Finals without Tyler, though. I, I think that's an important caveat. You're 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 so right. As a on positive this. or a negative? I don't know. I, I really <laughs> I don't know. And I think Heat fans are being such cowards right now because of a three game losing skid, and they've looked bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean this 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 is as bad as they've looked all season long. But I really do believe this team is better than they were last year. But I hate the notion of. Well, they sucked last year. They got to the NBA Finals. Like the idea that, as Ira put it, lightning in a bottle, they'll just flip that switch come playoff time. I don't think Jimmy Butler can do that type of run again. I, I, you have to decide, is this trio good enough to get you to the but NBA he, Finals But or here's not? the thing. So you need to get a piece that makes that trio better. Mm-hmm. And I would submit to you that Jaime Hawkins Jr. is that piece. So when you say there's folly in saying, oh, you're missing this rookie, but that is a piece who, I mean, it was, you, you saw it. He made that three better. They're worse when he's not out there. Yeah. But, but the standard is going to the Finals, Hawk. I'm with you. The Heat are a better team. And they did it. And they went to the finals. And they went to a finals last season. And then this year, Jimmy's a year older. Tyler has all the injuries. But we said the same thing last year about that. Last year we went in and then the season was proving everything we thought about the Heat and Pat Riley, you know, everything that we thought. And then all of a sudden they turned it on. And I would say to you, if I was having a meeting with Jimmy Butler, and I know people are saying, you know, oh, you're wasting a season of Jimmy Butler. 
if I'm Pat Riley and Eric Spolster, I call Jimmy Butler into the office and I go, what do you think? He's going to say, did you see what I did in the playoffs last year? Because I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but that's what I would imagine he says. But you I did- watched him struggle on Friday night to score points. No, you didn't. Person. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. He bowled. He bowled. It was playoff Jimmy that night. You it- see that? And what did he drop? It was playoff Jimmy. He what had, he drop? He had like 25 points. 25. Efficiently. And you talk about this. What's this? What's these letters he always tells me on? PRSs or something like P-E-R. that? P-E-R. The P-E-R. Man. 25, where Giannis and these boys can go out and get you 44 no matter what night it is, Solana. Jimmy, you agree with me. Jimmy is not an offensive threat like that. 25 he, is good for Jimmy. That's and that's the no. problem is our best player, 25, is a great night for him offensively. No, no, where there are not. guys out there that can go 40 no matter what they're playing, no matter what their kids did at school that day, no matter what night it is, no matter the temperature. That's our problem is that we don't have a guy. I know his name is Jimmy Buckets. I enjoy watching him play basketball. He's really not a bucket. There are guys in this world that are really buckets. I would say Tyler Hero is more of a bucket than Jimmy Butler. Tyler is a bucket. He's Crowder, a bucket. Crowder, what are we, we're doing the same thing we did and all of we last did year it, and, just, and you know just for him to prove you wrong in the playoffs. Jimmy had 25 on 10 field goal attempts. He was 8 of 10 from the field. You know why he doesn't score 40, Crowder? You want to know why? Because you have Bam Adebayo and you have Tyler Hero on the floor. You have two legitimate other options who okay. are, are, are also looking for opportunities to score the ball, and Jimmy Butler is not the guy in the regular season Jimmy that is going to go out there and score. DeMar DeRozan right now straight no, up. Who says no? Who says no? Here we go. Who says no? Here we go. I can't do this again. Pick another name. You did. <laughs> you did the exact same thing for the no, past two seasons. Jimmy Butler is, is not a same. bucket. Jimmy he's Butler not, can't go out and grab you 40. Guess what he did in the playoffs? He grabbed, he grabbed you 40. He grabbed you 50. He led you to the NBA Game Finals. Four. and you Game proved two. You, he proved you wrong. No, how he about, didn't how, how about, me wrong. How about instead of Jimmy Buckets, we call him Jimmy Bucket? Now he'll get you a bucket That's every now and saying. again. Tyler is a bucket and Jimmy Bucket. We just work in singularity. All right, come on, let's get our headlines. There we go. So so far over. Panthers, they uh they do play tonight. They're looking to end a losing skid they as stink. well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun device. It really it is. It really is. Gets yeah. me every time. And when they do actually stink. <laughs> <laughs> 8 p.m. puck drop in Nashville. Panthers preview tonight begins at 7.30 p.m. Your weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm, call them 866-954-MORE, youraccidentattorneys.com. Partly cloudy, it's in the mid-60s, a little chilly. That's your weather. All right, give you more buckets in the next segment, live from Twin Peaks here. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is milk liquid cow? Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're at Twin Peaks in Davie University Drive. I have to tell you. First hour and 38 minutes today has been very, very sportsy. Very sportsy. We didn't even goof around with OG. <laughs> like it was all football, and now we had we, – we dipped our toe in the Jimmy Butler conversation again, and 
Mm. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. It's playoffs, man. We got to playoffs. We got to straighten things out over the next couple of hours Some here. Playoffs. Get a little goofy or something. <laughs> I got some fun. Something goofy. But I want to do uh, who got funky because uh, some people got funky over the weekend. And uh, I figure we do that. You have a big open for who got funky, Solana? Yo, e, what you want to do now, man? Yo, whatever it is, it's just got to be funky. 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 Who got funky on Hawk and Crowder? You know who that is with the, uh, you know what's funky, 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 funky? No. That's LL Cool J. Really? Isn't that the booming system? I think that's the booming system. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. That's I LL. like LL. I was on a JetBlue flight with him. Were you really? Yep. With LL Cool J. LL Cool J with his wife. Recently? It, yeah, probably four or five months ago. And people were. Because JetBlue doesn't have first class. They do. They've got those little no, uh, funky, funky, funky first class seats. But they're like just bigger seats bigger. than. Like, it's not a first class. No. Like, I'm flying United tonight. I can't believe LL Cool J doesn't fly private. Nope. I was on there and throughout the entire flight. I want to say we were leaving somewhere northeast. So it was like a two and a half, three hour flight. And people came up and talked to him. Like, there was a line for him. I mean, he's A-A-A-list. There was a line for the bathroom and there was a line to talk to him. And I was surprised because I was like, sooner or later, I thought he would, like, kind of call somebody, like, leave me alone. He sat and talked to every single person that wanted really? to speak to him. Yep. And on the back end, I just gave him the, hey, man, big fan. It was back in the day, and he he, not, he didn't know who I was. He just nodded. I cannot believe you were on a flight with LL Cool J. Cool J. That's so funny. How would you not, like, mention that? That, to me, is like, that's a, I mean, that's a huge celebrity running. Yep. Then he got, got out of the flight. So I was actually in front of him. My seat was in front of his seat, so I left earlier, and... I was going to wait for him and kind of, you know, maybe talk to him. I was going to ask him to come on the podcast or something. Just try to, try to plant the seed. But as soon as he got off the plane, people started talking to him again, and I just left. I'm like, I'm not waiting in line to talk to LL Cool J. Who's that, the guy from NCIS? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's plenty of people. That's where they Bad. know him from. LL Cool J. That's where they know him from. All right, who got funky, courtesy of our friends at Funky Buddha Brewery? Funky. Remember what I said, make January count. January's almost over. Forget dry January. Mm-mm. Get your Funky Buddha. If you are participating in dry January, uh, the food at Funky Buddha Tap Room is phenomenal. But I'm a big fan of... Uh, Wet February. Exactly. <laughs> Wet January. <laughs> Like my months extra wet. <laughs> yes, I don't understand that. Anyway, Funky Buddha, you got the uh, the tap room in Oakland Park. You can enjoy happy hour there tonight if you so choose. You can watch the uh, conference championship games there on Sunday. Love ourselves some Funky Buddha. Anyway, for me, you want to know who got funky? Funky. Dan Campbell. Mm. Funky. I enjoyed him with the Dolphins. I in, in, have enjoyed him in Detroit. I picked out two things that uh, I've loved during his tenure. Both these things went viral. Remember in the uh, opening press conference, he said, we're going to kick you in the teeth, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Yeah. I love that. And then the other thing that I love that went viral, I think it was the first season, maybe the second, 
his Starbucks order. Do you remember his Starbucks order? Triple espresso or something? Yeah, two venti coffees. Two Mm -hmm. venti coffees from Starbucks with two espresso shots each morning. That's more than 1,100 milligrams of caffeine, which is the equivalent of drinking 10 Red Bulls every morning. (laughs) (laughs) The equivalent of drinking 10 Red Bulls every morning. Sounds about right. Because when we visited Detroit throughout camp and Dan ran up, had the big dip in his mouth, drinking a coffee on top of it, slapping the hell out of your shoulder every time he talks to you, I was like, Dan, man, we don't play anymore, Dan. Like, we're now on the other side of athletics. Why are you so aggressive? He is so perfectly suited to be an NFL head coach. To be a Detroit NFL coach. To be coach. a Detroit NFL head coach. Yes. There's like a couple cities that Oakland, Mm -hmm. when they had a team, like, you know, cities that love Chicago, just that tough blue collar. That's what it is. Cleveland, just blue collar. Say something to me and I'm going to I'm going to punch you in the face and then bite your knee. So for me, what would I think about biting somebody's knee? Dan Campbell got funky this weekend. I am rooting for him. Who got funky Crowder? You know what? I don't know if it's a consolation prize or whatever you call it, but the Houston Texans to go from having the number two pick last year in C.J. Stroud, for C.J. Stroud to lead the league in yards per game passing, to carry his team to a divisional round, to Miko Ryans being a young head coach, ex-player, and to now they're on the scene in the AFC. They like, are on the scene. You, the, are, you are right. You know what I'm saying? Like the Dolphins, we have to worry about the Texans moving forward. They yep. have a young quarterback. They have a great young core. Will, uh, Will Anderson Jr., the guy they also drafted in the first round this year. They established that. Larry Tunsil, who probably could have helped us. But Larry Tunsil being there and the trades they made for that and everything they did, I got to say that C.J. Stroud, not just this weekend, but overall, D'Amico Ryan, and you know the quarterback, we talked about it with McDaniel and Tua, the quarterback and the head coach are attached, and what the Houston Texans did, swing their entire franchise around in less than 12 months. They got funky with C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan. Monks? Were the 12 monks? 12 monks? I thought they brought some monks and some nuns in. Jimmy, who got funky, Jimmy? Funky. I'm going to give it to Tyler Bass. And in honor of <laughs> myself and other Dolphin fans, we thank you, Tyler Bass. Funky. Yeah, a lot of Dolphins fans celebrated uh, <laughs> that missed field goal yesterday and a uh, another playoff exit from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Solana, who got funky? Funky. So I'm going to give it a UD, but – not because of Friday night's jersey retirement ceremony. There was perhaps a more legendary jersey retirement ceremony with Udonis Haslam's jersey. Any of you guys see this video? At Club 11, Saturday night, in the middle of 11, typically where a stripper is dancing, they raise number 40 to the rafters at Club 11. So everybody... That was at 11 Saturday night. That missed Friday night ceremony, which ended with a thud thanks to DeJounte Murray and the heat blowing a four-point lead with 30 seconds left. Got to guard him. You got to do blow. You got to (laughs) see naked girls. And then you got the real Miami 
jersey <laughs> retirement for the OG, the captain, number 40. Funky. That is pretty badass. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. That is pretty badass. I, uh, I was there. You were there at 11? Yeah, yeah. There that was the after party of the after party. There you go. A little who got funky, courtesy of our friends at Funky Buddha Brewery. Funky. Love ourselves some Funky Buddha Brew. Funky. And uh, I like the name drop. Quentin Richardson, there's Miles, D Wade. So now you're hanging with these guys all of a sudden. I don't. I, all of a sudden, D, UD was like, "Hey, come to 11. I go to eleven. I walk past Wade. I'm like, hey, "Yeah, but you were cool. with him on uh, Thursday night." I know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm invited past this that's weekend. What I'm saying though, you're yeah. hanging with them. I might. I might. I might have snuck in. Was Chalmers the rail there? Right. The rail goes. He goes. Yeah. About two thirty, most people start leaving. Me and Darrell still in there holding on. Was Chalmers there? Rio did. Rio's at the game, but I didn't see him at the club. But I will tell you, I didn't. My uh, vision wasn't exactly where it should have been. <laughs> you speak about vision, you know, like D Wade, and and I love D Wade. But oh. sometimes I get to the point where it's enough already. It's Udonis's jersey retirement ceremony. Why does D Wade have to wear sunglasses on the court? I I don't understand that. It's such a look at me, Louie thing. You know what? I'm, you know, Huck, and I'm with you, but I had on gym shorts. Nobody goes in 11 with gym shorts on. No, 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 but I'm talking Until walking with Dwayne Wade, right, right. you can he, do whatever I you get want it. to. I get it. It just, it <laughs> jumps out at me Friday night. Did you notice that, Solana, that he's wearing sunglasses? Man, you are becoming the biggest D-Wade hater. Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam. No, but Udonis was allowed to wear sunglasses. I didn't say Udonis specifically because he didn't want to tear up. I totally get it. Maybe he was enjoying the fact that enjoying the fact that his jersey was being raised to the rafters. I had no problem with the man of the hour wearing sunglasses. I had a problem with Dwayne Wade sitting with Andy Ellisberg and Spo and Pat Riley wearing dark sunglasses inside. Sorry. Like, why? What, Dwayne like, Wade, huh? No, I understand it. I understand it, but I don't understand it. You're inside. Are his eyes different? He's Wade. He has Wade eyes. But are they different? He has I migraines. He does have migraines. He had to wear sunglasses made for an NBA court, an NBA player, at one point in his season because of uh, the glare inside of arenas. He has migraines. He didn't seem like he had a migraine Friday night. I get migraines. He didn't seem like he had a migraine. I told him that I have Lee Ning's at the house. So I think I told you this. My son ordered a pair. He did. Went online and bought a pair of Lee Ning's. Let me tell you, Wade wasn't too impressed by my Lee Ning story. Well, why don't you tell D. Wade, now that you're hanging with him, that my mm. son ordered a pair maybe he can get a couple uh he's gotta have some extras i just told him that saturday i'm like hey wait you, you remember you were on the podcast and you you know you got my address sent me the leanings i was like bro i wore him a couple times he was like yeah that was it that's because he, he, he didn't know who he was good. talking to because he was wearing those dark sunglasses <laughs> he had no idea he didn't know who you were hey crowder you're ha huh, is more than i got because i rocked leanings two wades <laughs> Wade Hall of Fame night. He was sitting next to me for 15 minutes, and I showed him oh, that right. I was wearing leanings. He was up leanings. in the booth with you guys, yeah. I, I showed him the leanings, and he, he just tapped me on, on the shoulder, and that's about it. You know why? He was wearing the sunglasses. He didn't even know what shoes you were wearing. He can't thought you were wearing Skechers. Can't even see. Can't, can't see the shoes. <laughs> He's blinded by sunglasses. <laughs>
You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Before long, we're going to be the last one standing. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.